the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and if you're here on 960, you're stuck with me till the next hour. But the good news is, is I know a little bit about cars, so if you have a car question, now's the time to call in. We have three of the five lines open, 602-508-0960, Adam and Amy. I don't think Adam will mind, but I'm going to take Amy first, ladies first. You know what I mean, Adam? But I promise I'll get you right after I tell you this. Quality Transmission is a transmission shop. It's not a transmission shop that can't make it in the real world, so therefore has decided to do front-end alignments and water pumps and all the other stuff in the car. You see, they focus on transmissions because they're really good on transmissions. They're really the best I know on transmissions. So quality transmissions not going to say, well, confidentially, I can't make it in the transmission business, so I think what I'll do is start doing alignments and water pumps. That's not the way it is. When you focus on one job and one component of the car, you better be good, and you better be good for a very long time. Well, since the 80s, transmissions have been controlled by a computer, and quality transmission has been serving these guys since 1977. So if you give them a try, I know you'll be happy. And I'm not sending you to a place that I don't use myself, okay? All righty. Uh, Amy, you're up first because Adam said it was okay. How can I help you? Thank you, Mark, but thank you, Adam. That was very nice. Um, thanks for having me on, Mark. I have a question. I have a 99 Ford pickup um, F-150 that I love that I would marry if it was a guy. And um, it's got nearly 300,000 miles on it. And um, lately, the little indicator light for the overdrive that's on the end of the stick shift thing is flashing. Okay. That's its way of telling you that there is some information stored in the computer, and I want you to go look at it. I'm seeing something I don't like. I see a pressure problem. I lost the speed sensor input. I've lost control of where your foot's at on the throttle. Those are some of the many ways. Do you have a transmission shop that you love and trust? No. What part of town do you live in? Ahwatukee. Okay. I would go to Quality Transmission over on McClintock and uh, and north of University. You're right across the freeway from me. But I'm going to send you there because you are better served there. Okay. And, so um, transmission shop over the regular mechanic that I go to. Yes. Now it it isn't. It's entirely possible that a, a it, it's entirely possible, and I would say I'm 75% sure that we could diagnose it and repair it. The problem is is that if if it is something major, 
then you're going to pay us for diagnostic, and then you're going to take it over there, and they're going to charge you diagnostic, and then they're going to fix this big problem that I can't. So it, I think it's in my best interest to look out after you first. So I'm sending you there because no matter whether it's a minor problem or, or a major problem, he's going to be able to handle it. That way you're only going to pay one diagnostic charge. Okay. All righty. Sounds like a and, plan. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Thank you very much for uh, for trusting me. You betcha. Adam, thank you for letting Amy in front of you. How you doing? Good. No problem. Um, I had a question. I, I purchased a Dodge uh, the other day at the dealership, and uh, they had the Econ uh, button. Uh, and I got two different opinions at the dealership. One said, uh, you know, do it. You could hit that Econ button all the time in city and uh, on the highway. The other guy said only use it on the highway. So I was just trying to get some clarification. Okay. Um, what year Dodge is it? It's a 2014. Okay. N normally, the economy button changes the shift points and changes how the transmission works. Otherwise, it gets you into high gear as fast as it can. So it's not likely that you're even going to notice the difference, but the economy button says, if you'll push this button, I have an alternate software program, and I'm going to get you the very best fuel economy I can. So in, in an exaggerated sense, the transmission in normal would go in, 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 in. Those are your four shifts, okay? okay. In an economy, it's, it's quicker. In, 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 in. So I want to get you into high gear as fast as I can because that's where the fuel economy is at. And if I can keep the tachometer between 1,500 and 1,900 RPM, I know that's the sweet spot for fuel economy. So I can't take second gear up to 2,500 RPM, and I can't take third gear up to 3,100 RPM, but I can shift it about 2,100 RPM. So the idea is is that if you're going to be, if you want economy, I would agree that it would be you would be better served on the highway using economy than around the city. Okay. I would think that you're going to want uh, to hold out a gear every once in a while when you're in the city so that you can change lanes or pass somebody. So yeah. I'm thinking economy is going to work for you um, based on my understanding of the Dodge um, economy button is going to work for you better on the highway. Okay? Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Thank you very much. I have one, uh, one other question, uh, just uh, related to that vehicle. That that flex fuel is a uh, one one of the fuels better than the other, or more economical? Or? No, they all have different additives to give them more oxygen. Some of them have oxygenated fuel. Some of them use grain. Some of them use corn. Some of them use alcohol. It's what it does is that E85. When you have a flex fuel vehicle, you can use E85 or you can use oxygenated fuel or you can use regular fuel. E85 is the real key. The problem is I don't know the last time I saw somebody selling E85. Yeah. So E85 plays havoc on cars that aren't designed for E85 because it has so much alcohol. The idea is is that it just gives you one more gas station to stop at that that, that you wouldn't have otherwise had. But I want to tell you, if I owned a car, I would stay away from E85. I understand the benefits with clean air. I also understand the cost associated with some of the ramifications of that fuel. So I think if you were my brother and I really loved the heck out of you, I'd say, you know what, just use regular and oxygenated and stay away from the E85. That would be my opinion. Okay? All right. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Okay, I'm still fishing for an appliance repair guy. If I have a GE profile microwave oven, 
it's sitting out on the kitchen table and um, I have been able to to it, it first of all it works but it doesn't heat up so it seems to me after checking all the door switches and all the temperature senders and all that kind of stuff I know the door switches are opening and closing I know the fan comes on but this magnetron which is this bulb that makes everything happen uh, and the coil and the capacitor are in voltages I'm not normally used to and I see a 600 volt there and I just know 600 volts if I happen to hit the wrong wire I kinda know that it's gonna fry this, this the, my digital voltometer and it's probably gonna make me wet my pants so I would like some guidance from anybody who is an appliance repairman man. I just <laughs> Mark, how cheap can you be? Go ahead and say it, Jeremy. Go ahead, say it. How cheap can you be, my friend? But I'm right with you. Yeah, you know the alternative is to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and buy a new microwave. But you know, I'd I'd rather just try this one myself. But anyway, so give us a call six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Identify yourself as an appliance repair person. And uh, and I've I've already done what everybody else does. I googled the model number. Um, I have I have a wiring diagram. I understand the wiring diagram. I understand that there's a couple of sensors on there that are normally closed, but they open when bad things happen. And I've been able to use an ohmmeter and determine that they're closed. So I know the door switch is open and closed because I can see the door switch. It has two wires to it. And so I put my ohmmeter on those two leads, and I open and close the door. And as I open and close the door, the circuit goes closed and open with the door. So I, I'm at least that smart. But that 600-volt thing kind of scares me. So I'll tell you an, a, another quick story. I was up here at the ranch, and um, I was up on a, on a uh, boom lift, and I was on top of an 11,000-gallon tank of water. And during that process, I got shocked and not got knocked down. And um, I, I later determined that the float circuit in that tank that turns the well on to fill the tank is a 220 volt. And I had said to my wife, that really did hurt. Um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I've been shocked by 110 before, and it never felt this way. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was after I got my meter out and checked the circuit had 220 on it, so that's the reason why it it, uh, it made me make a pit stop right there on the ground, if you know what I mean. So um, I, I understand electricity, and I also respect electricity, and that's quite different than the 600 volts in my microwave. But And don't let my the fact that everybody wants me to get a new microwave affect you. I'd like to fix this one. So 602-508-0960. There's other issues out there about car car repair, but let me just touch on something real quick. We don't have any callers right now, 602-508-0960. But and I'll get to you in just a second, Curtis. Um, symptoms are really, really important. It's important that you give us the symptoms of what your car is doing, and symptoms should encompass hot or cold, fast or slow, first thing in the morning or after it warms up, and any other abnormalities that are associated with it, like that VW van we talked about last hour. The speedometer needle went wild about the time it started running really bad and the transmission was crazy, acting crazy, and that was a really good symptom. The two of those together may seem unrelated to you, but in fact they're not unrelated to me. So wives, your husband's going to tell you to go to the shop and tell him to do this. Wives, ask the husband just to share with you the symptoms. Because here's why. 
you're going to go to the shop and tell them, my husband said to change the alternator. Then we're going to change the alternator and charge you from $150 to $500, depending on what kind of car truck you have, or to $1,000 in some cases. And then when you get home, the husband's going to say to you the next day, um, they must not have done a good alternator because the symptoms are still there. And what that means to you is is that he's diagnosing it based on his information on the Internet, and that's a whole bunch of people guessing on the repair. And he he gambled 500 of your money on a new alternator. And the fact of the matter is is that we were hired to put an alternator on your car because that's what your husband told you and that's what you told us. You didn't ask us to check it. You didn't ask us to test it. You didn't ask any of that. You just told us to fix it, to replace it. And so as a result of that, um, we're not responsible for the diagnostic process that your husband used. I know that happens every day. I know that happens every day. And there's some, some husbands out there that are not going to give you the symptoms, and uh, then you're you're left with uh, either a divorce lawyer or go to the shop and tell them what you said, tell them what he said. But uh, most of us recognize that's something that does happen, and a lot of us sometimes will just check things real quick if that's if that's the ability to check it real quick, and uh, and say you know what the voltage and the amps on this alternator is good, why am I changing it? And then that's when you can pass that phone call to your husband. And maybe we can have a decent conversation about symptoms as opposed to his diagnostic capabilities. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. I think we need to worry about politicians who have no shame. We're all flawed. I'm not seeking a standard that doesn't exist. I'm seeking a standard that recognizes what everyone recognizes with their own two eyes. That you have some kind of pang of conscience. And at the end of the day, that's what really worries me about the Clintons, is I don't think they have a pang of conscience about anything. Weekday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Hello, this is Tom Brown with 960 The Patriot, and I'm excited because you have a chance to stand with Israel. This fall, 960 The Patriot has partnered with Genesis Tours for a nine-day trip to Israel that will change your life. Stand with Israel and see firsthand all of the places you've read about and heard about, the Gulan Heights, the Western Wall, Jerusalem, the Jordan Valley, and the Dead Sea, in the comfort and safety with first-class meals and accommodations. Look forward to something special in 2015. Stand with Israel. I had the great opportunity to go to Israel last October with my wife, and I'm taking my mom this fall, so you know I think it's safe. You've heard Mike Gallagher talk about it. You've heard Dennis Prager talk about it. What are you waiting for? Maybe you've got questions. Call me now, 602 
602-955-9600 and ask for Tom Brown. That's 602-955-9600. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Well, welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem here, 20 minutes after, 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Jeremy is up in the cockpit flying the plane. I'm sitting back here in the back. My feet are up on the chair in front of me. There's nobody else in the cabin but me. And I am feeling kind of spoiled right now because Jeremy's flying the plane. Steve sent me a Facebook message that says, Jeremy works for GE, and here's his phone number. Steve, you need to make sure that it's okay with Jeremy if I call him. (laughs) You need to make sure that it's okay that you volunteered him to help me with my microwave and tell him I, I certainly am happy to pay him and tell him I'm, or I'm, I'm happy to help him with a car problem or whatever. So, um, but I need comfort in knowing that when I called Jeremy that he said it's okay. Um, I would hate for him to use bad words and hang up on me. And so that's, uh, that's an important consideration. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or car problem. Let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa that uh, has applied and been able to pass the filters that I have created for shops on my best car repair shop list. The best car repair shop list is housed at MarkSalem.com, and it's the very best shops, but Thompson's is the only Mesa store that's on our list, and they've been in Mesa since 1970. They have ASC-certified technicians. Brian and Thelma, husband and wife, that own and operate, they have a towing company as well. They do AAA towing. They're really, really good people. And when you meet Brian or Thelma, you'll know exactly what I mean. They're the kind of people, if we were younger and if we had kids of dating age, Brian's the kind of kid that we hope our daughter would bring home and Thelma's the kind of lady we hope our son would bring home. (laughs) And that's what Brian and Thelma act like, look like, talk like, because they're a fine, they're just fine people. So Thompson's Auto Repair is on Main Street just east of Stapley. No matter where you live in Mesa, if you have a real problem, then Thompson's uh, Auto Repair is a place I would suggest that you go see him. Jeremy, um, are we on course? Yes. Did you get those pictures of the dogs I sent you? 
I did. It looks beautiful up there. Yeah, it's green. That That's for doggone sure. It's green up here. But um, I sent Jeremy a picture. Uh, in the radio studio, we have a door, and the one shepherd's up against the door. There's a squirrel outside. The ears are standing at attention, and the shepherd's watching the, the squirrel. Uh, on right next door to the shepherd is the little white dog sound asleep. He doesn't, he doesn't care about squirrels. But if I would open that door up right now, that dog would be gone for a good half an hour, I imagine, as he chased down those squirrels. So as we talk about car and car repair, if you're into Facebook, you can go to Mark Salem, and uh, you can befriend me if you want. And then when we talk about car-related stuff on Facebook, you can be involved in the conversation. There's people that ask me questions on Facebook. That's okay with me. People use my email address on uh, all the time, mark at marksalem.com. That's okay, too. Um, I would imagine that there are days and weeks and months where I handle hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of email questions, and I answer every single one of them myself. I don't have a staff that does that. No matter whether you come through the website, MarkSalem.com, no matter whether you come through my website for my shop, SalemBoysAuto.com, no matter if you go to Facebook, no matter where you come from, or you just go straight to my email address, I'm the one that answers all your questions. Now, if you would include your phone, um, I'll tell you why that's important to me. Sometimes I just don't want to type that much. Sometimes I have time and I'd like to call you. Sometimes I have questions. So if you leave your phone number, a phone number I can call you back, then here's how you're going to know it's me, because I'm going to come in on a blocked line. And the reason why all my lines are blocked are obvious. So no matter where I'm at, if I'm at the ranch, if I'm at my desk, or if I'm at work, or if I'm on my cell phone, or if I'm on somebody else's phone, um, it's I dial star 67 so that you don't have a number. I do that for the person I borrowed their phone. But I don't do it from work. It'll come through as, as, you know, Salem boys at work. But if you'll just give me that flexibility, I'll call you. Um, I don't call everybody, but it just depends on how much there is to type. And sometimes it's just easier to call you and talk to you. And especially if I have questions related to some kind of an issue that you have. So remember, symptoms, symptoms, symptoms. Um, I remember years and years ago, a guy came in and he had this little Chevrolet Monza that had a V8 in it, and I think to replace the starter back then was at $50 an hour, it may have been four or 500 bucks, and he told us to replace the starter. We did everything we could to ask him why, and he just simply would not engage in that conversation with us. He looked at us sternly with his glasses down at the bottom of his nose, and he says, are you capable of replacing the starter or not? And staff said, yes, sir, we are, but if we just kind of had an idea why we're replacing it so that we can kind of look for a problem, just replace the starter. So they replaced the starter, and they told me that we have this potential explosion that's going to happen when he comes to pick up his car. And I say, why is that? And they said, because it wouldn't start in the parking lot, so we pushed it into the shop, and we did a $450 starter, and it still does start now. And so I knew there was going to be a problem. So in marches um, this guy that probably was an engineer, and uh, and I tease engineers a lot, so that's why I'm kind of zinging them there. And uh, I I made I said you know your bill's this much money, and he paid the bill. And in the process of paying the bill, he said, well it started right up for you. And I went ahead and processed his credit card and or took his check or whatever because I knew we were in trouble. And uh, so I made sure that everything was done paid, and I looked him in the eye, and I says, nope, it don't start. But you didn't hire us to make it start. You hired us to put a, a starter in there. 
And he goes, well, then you put a bad starter. And I said, why don't you walk out here, and I'll show you how to start your car. So I took him out in the parking lot, and I says, now, see, your Chevy Monza has a four-speed, and it has a clutch switch, and this little clutch switch is $11, and it's up above the clutch pedal, and the only way that the car, the starter is going to get electrical power is when the clutch is pushed all the way to the floor. So I've taken the liberty of unplugging the clutch switch, and I put a little coat piece of wire in there. So it'll start for you right now, but you have to replace the clutch switch someday. Now, if you would have had just told us what we ask you, like why are we doing this starter, I would have fixed this thing for less than 60 bucks. But you get... We did it your way, and you spent $450 in labor plus the starter. So maybe next time you'll just share with us, like staff clearly ask you, um, share with us the symptoms, and, and let us just spend a few minutes just kind of following the electricity from the key through the clutch pedal to the solenoid to the starter. And we would have found power from the key to the clutch pedal but not coming out of the clutch pedal switch. So he got in his car and he left and he never came back. I didn't mean to embarrass him. I just want to have that conversation with him and have it with you as well. It's not that I'm the smartest guy in the world. It's just that when you work with symptoms, then I have to guarantee my diagnosis. So if I put that starter in and it doesn't start your car, then I have to eat all that. On the other hand, if your diagnosis is defective, you can't ask me to eat your bad diagnosis because I eat a few of my own every once in a while. So we charge you for your bad diagnosis, and we pay for our own bad diagnosis. When we come back, we're going to talk about why can I buy a part on the Internet for $191, and my shop charged me 500 for it. Why is that, Mark? Why can I find it for $191, and the shop charged me 500 When we get back, we'll talk about that. If you want to call us, and if you have a car question, you're more than welcome to call us, 602-508-0960. No matter where you're at in the United States, 602-508-0960, because we have podcasts and stuff like that going on. So you're always welcome to join in. We can take calls in any kind of cars, motors, homes, horse trailers, weight problems, speed problems, black box stuff, just about anything. And if I don't know the answer, I'm certainly man enough to tell you I don't know the answer. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. 
Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You've heard other shows, but now it's time to get the retirement intelligence you want. Intelligence that's innovative and strategic in its thinking, aimed at minimizing risk and maximizing enjoyment. That's Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner. Listen every Saturday afternoon at 5 and Sunday morning at 6, right here on 960 The Patriot. That's Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner, a strategic asset conservation. Listen every weekend to Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner, right here on 960 The Patriot. Nurse, I need you to apply pressure to the head wound until I can get to it. I'm concerned she's lost too much blood. Oh, no. You in the corner, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. She's my girlfriend, doctor. You need to wait out in the waiting room. Please, doctor, I want to stay with her. Look, she's been badly injured. So if you want to do what's best for her, you need to let us do our work. Please, doctor, she has to be okay. I didn't mean to do this. I love her. Wait a second. You were the driver? Yes, but I didn't mean to. I swear, we we went to dinner. I, I was just buzzed. I only had a few drinks. Just buzzed? Why didn't you tell us that? In that case, your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. You want to get out of here? I can't believe this. Really, doctor? She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stat. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing... 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Salem. And you know, we just did that commercial about the doctor going, nurse, give me a suture sit, stat, suture kit. And then he said, stat, stat means hurry, I'm sure. How come only men yell stat? I want to see some nurse get in the doctor's face and yell, stat this or whatever. Just, just a crazy mind just going at it. Larry Harker's Auto Repair has been in business since 1967. He's at 38th Avenue in Indian School. What's special about Larry Harker's is is that many of the shops in the surrounding area, the geographical area, send their diagnostic problems to Larry. Bob and Larry, Bob at Larry Harker's Auto is the diagnostician that really is a world-class guy. So he's doing diagnosis for other shops around him, and there's nothing wrong with that because that happens at my shop sometimes too. Sometimes we'll have a car that we aren't the best one, and we'll subcontract that car out and have somebody else diagnose it. That's not a sin, but if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue in any school or if you have a tough diagnostic question, may I suggest Bob at Larry Harker's Auto. Curtis, you're up first, buddy. How can I help you? Yes, Mark. Uh, I listen to you a lot, and I get a lot of information from you. And I have a 1996 F1 Ford pickup. Okay. Got it like 
250,000 miles on it. And I just and how, hey, wait, wait a minute. Is that a Ford pickup you said, a Ford? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, what, I'm, what I want to talk to you about is the great service I got at Quality Transmission when I took it in there two weeks ago. <laughs> awesome. And, yeah, they uh, replaced the filter, flushed it, and fixed my leak. And Steve was the guy I worked with. And uh, I just want to tell you what great service I got and how happy I was. And it shifted smoother and everything when I got done. And when I got when I got there to pay the bills, he sat there and talked to me for about like five minutes. And he's just a really nice guy. And I was just completely satisfied with quality transmission. I just want to let you, you know. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's special to me because you describe Steve as I know him. He's a very oh, yeah. likable guy. Oh, my God. And he and he's very smart and he he is very skilled and he has no problem looking at a customer and saying you're going to spend a whole lot of money on this transmission you need to make sure and that amount may exceed the value of this entire car so before i overhaul your transmission perhaps you should talk to some of your loved ones for most people they would say well he's actually chasing money away but him and Bob understand that it's important to give them the best advice you can, if even if it costs you a uh, transmission overhaul. So thank you for that, Curtis. That's that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Okay, Joe, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you? You give me a lot of great advice. I'm going to give you some about that microwave. Okay. There isn't a microwave made in the United States anymore. They're all made in Taiwan, and they're all made on the same assembly line. They just put different fonts on it with different names. The last one I bought over there at Home Depot was $87. It's 1,000 watts. And when that goes bad in three, two or three years, I'll throw it away and get another one over there. It might go up to $90. Okay. Well, here's the part. Here, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm not going to argue with you, but let me tell you. The one I've got is 2.0 cubic feet, yeah. and it's a 1,200 watt. Right. And they started about 350 bucks at Home Depot, <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm looking for somebody to help me diagnose it because the most expensive thing is a magnetron, which is the big beamer, that big uh, uh, high-tech bulb that makes everything happen. And it's like uh, I don't know, I could buy it from the from GE for like 112 bucks. Forget it. Just get just get an, uh, <sighs> a thousand watt one. It'll hold a, a big. Uh, cooker in there, as long as the cooker fits in there, you know, the uh, whatever one it is, as long as it's big enough to hold what you want, but it cooks my popcorn fine at a thousand watts. Alright, okay. okay. Is my wife got on the other end of your phone, is she she tell you to call me? No, I mean, I've been okay. through that. My, the first one I got over at Home Depot, I brought it home and it didn't work. And I took it back and got another one. But they're okay. all made over there in Taiwan, so... No, I agree with you. And, I agree with you. They're, they G share lots of the same parts. Whatever you want to call it, you can call it G. I got Hamilton B. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're right about that. You're right about that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very, very much. All right, Steve, you're up next. What can I do for you? Morning, Mark. I love your show. Thank hey, you. Uh, quick question, Mark. You're the tire expert. Uh, after I'm going off-road and I air down my tires, is it safe to put CO2 in them to air them back up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I bet you have one of those tanks with about a 1,000 pounds PSI in there that's a, a little bit bigger than a bottle of soda pop, right? Uh, yeah, it's about a 10-pounder, and I can run air tools with it. I just, I know there's moisture in it, and I didn't know if that would be bad to put it in my tire. No. And, and let me tell you, uh, it's funny that you mentioned this. Um, I just sold my two-wheel motorcycle, and I bought a trike. And, of course, the trike, it's a Honda Goldwing front end, but it's a Roadsmith back end, and it has two car tires on it. 
So I was in the process of working with tire experts, and I weighed my trike, and I said, you know, based on this weight with um, my big old huge fat wife on the back, and I said that on purpose, and I know I'm <laughs> in trouble, but it's okay with me. It's just my honoringness. Um, anyway, during that process, I said to my son, you know, I'd like to carry my own air supply. And he found this tank and a gauge and an, a, 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 a dispenser for me for like $139 that is so perfect, and it fits in this black envelope. And he says, based on the pressure and based on the volume, you should be able to air up about 20 back tires and front tire on your trike. I said, son, all I need to do is be able to plug the pat or plug plug the hole to get me to the next place. But I need to air it up after I fix the flat, whether it's on the front or rear. He goes, and I know, Dad, but he says, even if you have to air it up ten times on your way to a big city, he says you'll have more than enough air. I said, good. Oh. So, and, and let me tell you about CO2. CO2 may have some moisture in it, but the moisture once the tire gets over 212, and and oftentimes it will be, then that moisture turns to a vapor. And I can't tell you when the last time I took a tire apart and found water inside that caused a problem. And I've been working on tires since 1968. And I have mounted and dismounted, I'm sure, a million tires. So oh, don't worry about a, Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It, no, that's okay. Don't worry about the. If there's moisture in the CO2, don't worry about it. Okay, and that's not going to affect the temperature of the tire? Because I bought one of those tire, or not tire, but the temperature thing that the tool store, you know, to check the right. temperature of my tires, it's not going to affect that any? No, not at all. Not at all. Awesome. And, awesome, and neither would tire. And don't forget, you know, the air in front of your mouth right now is 80% nitrogen, and then there's some CO2, and there's some other chemicals, but CO2 is in the air that comes out of the air compressor. So don't worry about that. You're, you'll be fine. And congratulations on, 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 you know, buying your own tank so that you can air your tires back up because there isn't a tire in the world that you're supposed to drive at less than 55 miles an hour. And some guy up here in the north country was telling everybody the other day to drop their air pressure down and this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, he's telling them to drop it down to 8 and 10 and 12 and 15 pounds. But these people think it's going to be okay to drive 10, 12 miles on the highway back home. When there isn't a tire in the and these this is on four wheel drives, there isn't a tire in the world that is supposed to be driven at less than 25 psi. So, it just bothers me that people give bad information. But in your case, you're all set. Thank you very much. And Doug, don't go anywhere because you're my first caller right after this break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. As freedom-loving Americans, I don't have to remind you that our Second Amendment rights are under withering attack. With the help of the mainstream media, the Obama administration is demonizing you. For the truth about your right to keep and bear arms, make sure to tune in to me, Mark Walters, on Armed American Radio, heard right here every week. Armed American Radio, every Sunday from 10 to midnight, on your home for intelligent talk, 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. 
Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. There are times when people need a little extra money. Honest, hardworking people like your neighbor, or maybe you. And some banks don't always make it fast or easy. But finally, there's a company who gets it. Avant. You simply go to AvantOffer.com on your computer or phone to check your rate, risk-free, with no effect on your FICO score. Complete your application in minutes, and the funds could be in your account as soon as tomorrow. If you need a loan between $1,000 and $35,000, go to AvantOffer.com. Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after you make your first payment on time for this offer and to check your rate risk-free go to avantoffer.com and enter promo code loan that's a-v-a-n-t offer.com promo code loan avantoffer.com promo code loan loans made by webbank and by affiliates of avanti and california loans offered by avant are made under finance lenders license number 603k124 funds are generally deposited via ach for delivery next business day if approved by 4 30 p.m central time monday through friday amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion other restrictions apply see website for details. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Accountability, transparency, and principles live here. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. And online at 960thepatriot.com. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Salem, your host here. Every Saturday from 12, actually from 10 a.m. to noon, and we're talking about cars, and we're going to talk about Kurtz Auto Repair. I want to tell you I'm really proud to share this information with you, that Kurtz Auto Repair is a family-owned auto repair facility, and they won the 2015 Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. They opened their doors in 1987. He's been working on both domestic and import vehicles, both gas and diesel. He has ASC certified technicians. It's a family operation. And Kurtz Auto is at I-17 and Bell in Phoenix, northeast corner, I-17 and Bell. You can't do better than to have an award winner on an ethics award work on your car because he's demonstrated over many years that he knows the difference between right and wrong. So that's Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 and Bell. Doug, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Hey, I'm, first I want to tell you I really appreciate your show. I listen to you a lot. Thank I just you. recently 
sure. I just recently started experiencing a problem with my, I believe it's my catalytic converter, where okay. if I go to like onto an uh, interstate to accelerate, it'll start stinking. Okay. And then that's the only time it happens. And I do want to tell you there are times where I idle a lot because like I'm sitting there waiting on a, I'm a realtor, so I'm sitting there waiting on an appointment or something. Uh-huh. If that has anything to do with it, I don't know, but I just wanted to bring that up too. Okay. The the sulfur smell, the rotten egg smell, mm-hmm. is the catalytic converter is processing. And what the catalytic converter is, it's a big, huge forest fire. And as the gasoline in the air comes out of the engine, any unburnt gasoline will be consumed by the catalytic converter. So in your case, because of the sulfur smell, we know that we're giving too much fuel to the catalytic converter. Now, that could be because of the idle, and here's how you're going to tell. When you're waiting for somebody, I want you to kick the idle up to about 1,100, 1,200 RPM. Okay. So just hold the idle up, and then you say, Mark, every time I do that, I don't smell that rotten egg smell, but if I don't, then I do. What that's telling me is is that your idle circuit's probably running a little fat, a little rich, and we need to look at that. It could be an O2 sensor. It could be that your PCV valve system is down. It could be your evaporative system is down. It could be a whole lot of things, but we need to determine what the tailpipe emissions are and do we have an abundance of raw fuel coming out of the tailpipe which would overcome the cat. Now, here's the downside. This can wipe out your cat, and there's catalytic converters out there that installed cost twelve, fifteen hundred bucks. So you don't want to wait until it plugs up and the car only do 32 miles an hour. You want to fix it first. So check check the fast idle and see if that fixes it. Um, it's only going to get worse in the summertime. However, the catalytic converter is going to be more efficient in the summertime because it's already so hot. So And then on the highway, that kind of bothers me too because you shouldn't be able to smell that cat on the highway. And if you do, that tells me you probably have a rich condition that's causing that smell, and that's something you could address. What kind of car is it that's hooked it's to this a cat? Toyota Avalon 2006. Okay. Um, how'd you do in emissions last year? Did you do okay? Yeah, past wine colors. Okay. Well, a quick tailpipe emissions test uh, would, would all a shop need to do at both idle and at cruise to determine whether there is a problem. Um, you, don't, you didn't say anything about a check engine light, so I would think that that would be something you'd watch for. And if you get a check engine light, it's going to probably say something about an O2 sensor, but that doesn't mean you have a bad O2 sensor. It's just that that circuit is the one that seems to be causing the problem. Okay? Sounds good. All right. Good luck to you, Doug. Thank you very much for your kind comments. Uh, Ronnie, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, uh, I am in the market for a car, uh, in particularly a Acura TL Type S from 2007 and 2008. Uh, have you heard anything bad about those cars? No. Um, I don't have anything that sticks in my mind that would prevent me from buying one of those cars. I I think if you're going to buy something that's going to be from the vintage of seven, 2007 to 2008, I think what you hope for and pray for is that you can find a one-owner car and that you can find somebody who has all the maintenance records and okay. somebody who has perhaps been the only driver of the car and somebody with a car that has three seats that no butts have ever sat in. 
and and that's the very best and and you're going to have to hunt that car through like Craigslist and some other places um auto trader that kind of thing but they're out there what you don't want to buy is you don't want to buy a car before you carfax the vin to see how many owners it had right and and you don't want to buy a salvage vehicle title car so i think what you i think you're well on your way it's just really a matter of doing a little bit of homework and at the end of the day when you find that car one owner car with all the maintenance records and they got a little three ring notebook every time they ever got gas they wrote it down you'll be so much happier with that car than you will something that's had five owners okay all right all right thank you yeah you're welcome you're welcome 602 Brad, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you? Good morning, sir. I have Good morning. A, I have a 2003 Cadillac Seville, and the heat and air conditioning vents don't change positions from the console to the floor. And I'm okay. wondering if you would know how to make that work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a, a door underneath the dash, and I don't think your 2003, see, after 2003, we actually allowed the driver to have cold air and the passenger to have hot air, but I don't think your 2003 has that. So what you have is is you've got this blend door, that's and, and, and this door sends air, what we call the defrost vents, up underneath the windshield, Center right. vents, which is where you say your dash vents, those are also called center vents, and then floor vents is heater. So in your case, we're going to have to go in and see if the signal is being sent to the blend door, and if it is being sent, then we're going to have to start digging through the dash to figure out whether the motor's bad, the door's stuck, the linkage is stuck, the hinge is broken, or if somebody dumped a cheeseburger down the, the uh defrost vents and it's got the door stuck in one place okay so, so there's a servo that controls that door um th well I, i'd have to look up the parts on it but the answer to your question is is there's going to be some device whether it's a vacuum operated pod or an electrical servo that's going to operate the door well so if you say it might be a vacuum pod i did have just before it stopped working i had it in the shop to fix the vacuum line because i had a, a check engine light on and uh it wouldn't pass emissions and as soon as I got it back, it, it, the, this uh, selection stopped working. And when I started up after sitting overnight, it sounds like there's a set of bagpipes under the bridge. Okay. Certainly you could go back to the shop that did the repair and say to them, would you identify whether see we're only going to have one vacuum line that goes from the engine through the firewall to the air conditioning controls. And it's entirely possible that vacuum light goes to a controller outside the outside the passenger compartment. The question is, is the vacuum line that you guys worked on, the vacuum line you guys touched, where did it come from and where did it go to? Now, I can tell you it came from the intake manifold because that's where vacuum source is at. But the question is, is where did it go? And if he said, oh, no, it was this line over here that went to the cruise control, then ollie, ollie, oxen free because that's not anything to do with your air conditioning. There is one other thing. You might ask them if they disconnected the battery because sometimes there is a procedure that we must go through and sometimes it's and it sounds sometimes like this now I am not telling you this is what your car is all about I'm telling you this is an example so you disconnect the battery and then for me I take both cables off I touch them together to disconnect any capacitors to completely clear the memory of that computer 
-hmm. I let it sit for three, four, five minutes. Then I hook up the negative, the positive first, and then the negative second. And then you go in and you turn the key to the on position, and you turn your air conditioning on to maximum or recirculatory, and you turn it on to high speed, and the car's not running, and you just walk away from it for a minute because the electric, the, the computer's going to want to find out where open and closed is on the door. So it's going to open the door, and when the amperage goes up, when the door hits the stop, then it goes, okay, that's the open spot. Then it's going to close the door, and as the door is swinging, there is no excessive amp draw, no excessive demand for electricity. But when it gets to the closed portion, again, the computer sees that the amp draw goes from 2 to 20. So it goes, okay, there's the stop. Now the computer knows where open and closed is. Then you shut the key off. You walk away for a little bit, you come back on, start the thing up, and everything works good. There may be a procedure for your O3 that talks to that, and it's just allowing the computer to find the open and closed on the blend door. You might ask them if that's a procedure that they've ever done before. Okay? Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you. We uh, were talking about parts, and I didn't ever answer the question. The question is, is how come I can find parts on the Internet for 190 and my, char my shop charged me 500 for the same thing? This is a big deal. This is true. The problem is we're talking about two different parts. Now, let me tell you the story. Gentleman goes to one of my shops and has some window work done. Then shortly thereafter, the repair work they did failed. And so he took it back, and they redid the whole job again for free. And it was pretty labor-intensive. So then he looked up the part and found out that he could buy the part on the Internet for $190, and they charged him, he said, $500. i am telling you right now, there isn't anybody I know that has a markup where we're going to take a $200 part and charge you $500. I, I don't know anybody. There's a couple guys out there I suspect are doing that, but I don't know anybody that's doing that. Number two, there's a big difference in the two parts. First of all, the part at the shop has a labor warranty. So if it fails during warranty, then the labor is covered as well. And in this case, the labor was two or $300. The part that you buy off the Internet does not have a labor warranty. So if you take a part you have to your shop and you put that window motor on, and that thing fails during the warranty period of time. The shop never made any money on the part. It's not the shop's part. You're going to have to pay labor again. And if the labor was 100, you have to pay it. 200, 300, 400, 500, whatever the labor is, you got to pay. So we're not talking about the same part. One of them is missing a labor warranty. It has a part warranty, but not a installation warranty. In addition to that, there's lots of parts that are going to be sent to you in a plain white box. Those are cheap parts, and some of them could be used parts. They can clean them up and make them look new, and they can surprise you and me. So I, I already know that a lot of the parts I sell, I can buy on the Internet cheaper, but I'm not willing to wait a day or two or three for the part. I'm not willing to install a part on your car that comes without half of its warranty. So, yes, we're in that mode. But unfortunately, we're talking about two different parts here. He had one fail, and they did it for free because he had part and labor warranty on it. So that's the big issue is the part and the labor warranty. 602, wait, no, mark at marksalem.com is my email. Mark at marksalem.com. God bless you. Wear your seatbelt. See you next week. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.